Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 146 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from June 6th, 2016, and it was titled, This Doctor is Upset About Something, But It Doesn't Really Sound Like Lean. Now, earlier this year, uh, we had some rantings from two doctors about lean that were published in the esteemed New England Journal of Medicine, except what they described didn't really sound like lean, as I wrote about in my blog, and you can also see Dr. John Toussaint's rebuttal in Health Affairs. If you want to see links to any of this, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio146. But now we've got a story that was written by an emergency medicine physician, Dr. Brad Cotton, that appears in a publication called Emergency Medicine News, and it's uh, headlined, First Person, We Fired Our Hospital. Now, what appears on the front page of their publication in the June 2016 edition isn't news. It's a firsthand story. It's an opinion piece. And this is the, quote unquote, most trusted name in news for emergency medicine professionals. Ugh. In the article, Dr. Cotton describes the poor treatment he's received from a 40-year-old, 40-something uh, internal lean consultant named Dean. Now, if what Dr. Cotton describes in his piece is true, I stand by him and his concerns. But there are things that I'll be critical of here, including his writing and his uh, behavior. In the story, Dr. Cotton describes a typically hectic ED scene where he's six patients behind and he spent some time talking to a patient's mom in an attempt to comfort her and explain the situation. It's a perfectly human and caring response. Then Dr. Cotton describes an interaction that I would hope would never happen. It's certainly not the way I would act as a lean consultant. He writes, quote, and that's when Dean confronted me. He wasn't your patient. You are six patients behind. Dean was the hospital's MBA consultant for lean management, end of quote. It's hard for me to imagine that a lean consultant would, would be there getting upset at an ER doc about falling behind. I generally don't see people operating that way. I mean, does such would such behavior really rank high in the respect for people scale as part of the lean approach? Is that the right way to engage people in improvement? I mean, it does strike me that Dr. Cotton constantly refers to Dean as an MBA. I mean, that's probably a statement of fact, but it implies that Dr. Cotton doesn't respect MBAs, it seems, or you know, maybe MBAs have treated him badly in the past. I mean, the, the tone of the whole piece seems to reflect a lot of distrust and disconnect between physicians and management, which would be sad to see, and it's uh, unfortunately pretty common. Now, Dr. Cotton continues, quote, Last week, I had embarrassed him in our department meeting by asking how applicable it was to take a process meant for assembly line production of cars and apply it to the very cognitive, very complex management of living human beings in the ED, end of quote. Now, is Dr. Cotton being respectful and trying to work with Dean? I mean, this comes up all the time, this question about the statement about how patients aren't cars, as I've written about before, but it's hardly embarrassing to have this pointed out. I mean, it, it's a valid concern. It's something, it's a teachable moment, if you will. Maybe it was in Dr. Cotton's tone that it came across badly here. Um, I wonder if it wasn't Dr. Cotton who got embarrassed in that exchange. Now, it's also telling that Dr. Cotton doesn't understand that manufacturing can also be very cognitive and very complex. I mean, it bothers me when people look down their noses at manufacturing when they've usually never set foot in a factory. I mean, is that respectful? Now, he, and he writes, quote, I had also asked Dean what they do when the line runs too fast and a scrap car is produced. Producing scrap was not an option for us, I had said, end of quote. 
So here, Dr. Cotton really exposes uh, his ignorance about manufacturing. I mean, an assembly line runs at a steady pace. It's not possible to run the line too fast, really. I mean, that said, an assembly line is usually highly engineered to make sure each of the jobs for people is achievable within the cycle time or line rate. Healthcare overburdens people all the time, which, again, is sad. Factories, at least lean factories, don't do that. And there's not a scrap car produced. I mean, it's silly to think that a car is scrapped and thrown away. There, there's too much money involved. Again, you know, there's ignorance about manufacturing there. What's more likely in a car factory is that some sort of defect is found, uh, and it's, it's not because people uh, were having to work too fast. What happens in a car plant is that an empl employee, as we would say, pulls the andon cord to point out the problem or a defect. Management thanks them for this and then works together to resolve the problem. It's either a short-term fix um, or a root cause fix that prevents recurring problems from popping up again. Now, that's exactly what we need more of in healthcare, being able to put quality first instead of pressuring people to work faster. Virginia Mason Medical Center, for example, calls this their patient safety alert system, and it's that lean concept that's uh, put into practice in healthcare. Dr. Cotton then writes about Dean, this consultant, or I should say the MBA consultant, coming into the ED as a patient himself having heart problems. Now, Dr. Cotton implies that Dean is a drunk, something that's not very professional, uh, not very respectful, and, and something not worthy of publication, even if Dean uh, is not his real name. Dr. Cotton recounts the lecture he supposedly gave to Dean, quote, Dean, unlike your cardiologist who doesn't make my job harder, you do. It was the right thing to spend time talking with you while you were a patient. It was the right thing for me to take that kid over to his mom the other day. It could have been the last time he saw her. Now, I agree with Dr. Cotton that, uh, that lean and a lean consultant shouldn't make his job harder. I agree, as do others in the lean community, um, that uh, we might something that we might call um, loving care can be as important as the efficiency of care. Now, he continues, quote, we can't see four to five patients per hour, what with the acuity here and a 30% admit rate. The emergency medicine literature says we can't. Too fast means mistakes, and I can't just scrap mistakes. Someone dies. Was Dean setting quality standards that, or, or rate, speed rate standards that couldn't be achieved? Was Dean or management pressuring people to work faster and telling them to put speed above clinical quality? I mean, if so, I'd be upset too. But behavior like that isn't lean. It's what you might call lame or lean as misguidedly executed as an acronym. Professor Bob Emiliani calls stuff like this fake lean. Now, Dr. Cotton and his colleagues felt disrespected, and I couldn't blame them for that. He writes about how his group of emergency physicians fired the hospital per his dramatic title and walked away because they didn't like the conditions. He concludes, quote, do we as a whole need to speak up and say there is a limit as to how much we can tolerate and still remain professionals? It is past time to take emergency medicine back from the deans, leans, and MBAs. I don't know what a lean is in terms of people, leans. But again, one of the core tenets of the Toyota Way management system and lean is respect for people. In the lean philosophy, we're supposed to work with people and not antagonize them. It makes me wonder what Dean's side of the story would be, though. Now, if consultants or MBAs or C-suiteers, as he calls them, or I'm surprised Dr. Cotton didn't use the term suits, 
If the suits aren't treating doctors professionally, then that's not lean. As a Toyota executive told me earlier this year, if people are upset, it's not really lean. But maybe Dr. Cotton needs to think about respect, look in the mirror, and first heal himself, um, does Dean as the consultant. So as a lean community, maybe we should reflect and ask questions such as, one, do situations like this really happen? Two, if so, why? Three, what can we do about it? How can we pull the and on cord and prevent situations like this? So if you want to comment or, again, see the links to Dr. Cotton's article and other things I've mentioned here, go to leanblog.org audio 146.